Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. I've got to put that senior in there because I've got a junior, a.k.a. LJ. So I do it for and that's who I do it with, man. I'm so excited and delighted that my little man is doing so much better. And I call him little man. He's slightly taller than me. He's not quite as fat as I am. <laughs> but the way he eats, man, that's why we that's why we got to keep that exercise going, man. We got to stay on the road. But I want to thank you for tuning in to the Help Myself podcast. And I haven't said it in a while, but the most dangerous podcast in the land. Why is that? Because we are taking the power and putting it back where it belongs and that is in the hands of the people that declaration is going to become even more important as we watch the landscape of power dynamics change develop and reorient itself over the next few years we're definitely living in a time where the power needs to be returned back to the people And I definitely want to be a lot more vocal, a lot more active, a lot more organized in those efforts. But there'll be a time when we can talk about that on a podcast. But today I want to talk about something different, man, how what we don't know (laughs) can help us. You know, they always say what you don't know can hurt you. But we don't talk about how so often what we don't know can help us. And there's a lot of you that don't know about the sponsors for the Help Myself podcast. So let me put you in the know about Q Images. Q Images, it's a world-class veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site or in-studio or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures moments and creates memories. So go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at Q-U-U-E underscore images. Again, that is at U-U-E underscore images. Make sure you go and check them out. Tell them we sent you from the Help Myself podcast. And when you see the fly visuals, know that cute images had a hand in it. Check them out. You know, at the end of that, I say, you know, Q images had a hand in it. I should say we're completely responsible for the fire fire. I said fire because I was trying to say fire and fuego at the same time. Fire and fuego. Fuego. (laughs) Hey, let me me stop acting crazy. What we don't know 
can help us. Man, let me tell y'all a story. So, back, they still have it, but I'll set the scene for you. In San Antonio, annually, the first weekend in March, we have the citywide Baptist Ministers Union Revival. It's a huge event, especially for us church-going folks. Man, that was like... <laughs> like the Super Bowl at one point, man. It was it was a big deal. Um, and so in 1999, we had a speaker there by the name of Dr. Frank E. Ray Sr., who was the senior pastor of the New Salem Baptist Church of Memphis, Tennessee. And when I tell you that the way this man taught, the way this man preached, the way he spoke, his storytelling, his sense of humor, his jokes, the way he carried himself, the way he delivered, he changed my life completely. You talking about having the audience completely under his spell. And I was mesmerized. As a matter of fact, the way that, you know, he carried himself made me realize that I needed to go harder in um, creating my style of speaking and creating my style of carrying myself. Man, I just had to go. I was a huge fan, huge fan of his. Um, I keep saying was. I might as well just say, yeah, he's a... a you know, a lot of the success uh, that I've had in my life, I can attribute to the impact of not only his ministry, but the way he carried himself and the way he impressed upon me. And so, man, I tell you, um, on my socials, on the Monday Morning Mind Hack, I talk about this exact subject and I actually post a picture of me and him that we took in 1999. And I was just totally, 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 totally. Like, I listened to his tapes. I listened to his CDs of him speaking. I would follow his itinerary online. And whenever he was somewhere near wherever I was in the world, I'd make sure I'd go and check him out speaking at different events, at different churches, at different civic organizations man like for real it was it was a serious deal right so one night when he's closing out uh the revival and you know he's saying his thanks and about to give a closing prayer he says hey you know if you ever want to talk to me just give me a call you know he's just saying that you know it, it's something we do as speakers to um you know cause ourselves to be closer to the audience. Who knows if he meant it or not, but in my mind, he meant every word of that. Okay. So after the revival was over a few months later, I went on the internet and found the number to the church and I called the church and the receptionist answered. And I was like, yes, I'd like to talk to pastor. Frank Ray, please. 
She was like, uh, Mass, who's calling? John Singletary from San Antonio. <laughs> what? Now, now, let me give you a little background. Um, to bring him in for the Citywide Revival, he was a very, very well-renowned preacher. In some circles, um, he would be given celebrity status, right? So, and the church is, is a huge church, was definitely a huge church at that time. So for me to just decide, yo, I'm just going to call this man. I ain't nobody but a dude. I'm somebody. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just a guy sitting at an Air Force workstation that just decided to call him. So, you know, when you take that kind text and I just called him and I guess the confidence in which I said who I was must have take caught her off guard because she punched me through and I talked to him and it was cool. You know, he, you know, I, I stated my business and who I was and how he impacted me. And he asked me how things were going with me and asked about uh, the current revival and was telling me he knew some of the guys that they had brought in. And, you know, we talked for a little bit, a couple of minutes or so. He was very kind, very, you know, and then we got off the phone. <laughs> now, here's what's funny to me. Nobody told me that I couldn't call the speaker from the Citywide Revival that I described as like the Super Bowl event for the church community. No, but nobody told me that I couldn't just call direct because I just wanted to talk to him. Like I didn't even have business. I didn't, I wasn't asking nothing of him. I just wanted to say, Hey, because I admired him so much. I just wanted to talk to him. I'm just some random guy that called from miles away. <laughs> Nobody told me that I couldn't. And in that case, what I didn't know didn't hurt me. It helped me. And what I want to share with you as I tell that story is that how many times have we denied ourselves opportunities to do great things because we knew too much? We knew it wouldn't work. We knew that there would be a barrier. We knew that there was going to be something on the path that would be prohibitive to us getting where we wanted to go. What we knew could not help us because it would keep us from going where it was possible for us to go. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, they say youth is wasted on the young, but I disagree. I think it's important because we take these chances with youth and then as we get older, we start to become more serious about safety and protecting what we've gained. You see, um, back in my younger days, you know, I take a chance. I try a job. I try a thing. I just do a thing because I was interested. Now, you know, I look at things like 
oh, well, is it worth my time or will the money be right? And a lot of times there are opportunities that my heart is crying out for, but my strategic mind with its analysis of the strengths and the weaknesses and the opportunities and then more importantly, the threats, that part of my mind is always finding its way back to doing the safest thing. And one of the things that I've said multiple times on this podcast is that one, the safe zone is dangerous Two, um, life is all about expanding, growing and adding skills. And once we stop growing, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, at that point, we are just preparing for death and all of us are going to die. And so it's like to survive, we've got to come up continuously be coming up with better tactics, uh, adding better tools to our tool belt and our toolbox, um, coming up with better techniques to handle things. We need to be getting bigger, better and stronger in everything we do. But a desire to be safe causes us to get smaller, weaker, and less. So it's important for us to capture that spirit of not leaning on what we know. You know, I remember um, I made a song with a buddy of mine. This is about seven years ago, right? It's almost seven years now, because that was back in 2017. Oh, it was, I, I've, I've clipped it into a couple of uh, my reels and things. It's a nice song, man. And I made it for fun, but I didn't share it with a lot of people because I was concerned with what people would think with a 40-something-year-old rapper. Let's, let's dive into two things. First off, my context was off. I'm not a 40-something-year-old rapper that's trying to make it. I was just rapping for fun and as a form of expression. And I think it's pretty good. And then, two, why does it matter what people think? There are always people that'll have an opinion about what you do, no matter what it is, no matter how badly or how good you do it. People will always have an opinion because, and you'll understand that it's less about what you're doing or how you do it. And it's more about their own fears, their own insecurities. And it's about what kind of reaction they can get out of you for their own egos. But if you're living your life worried about what people are going to say, most times people aren't happy enough with themselves to tell you the right things. Look, let me go to, to the... Uh, crab in the barrel. And I, I have some different ideas about that. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole here, but I'll say this. Let's not go to crab and barrel. Let's go a different direction. I'll say this. Understand that people that love you and care for you are going to give you the best advice that they know how to give. But you have to understand that a lot of times their highest concern for you is for you to be safe because they love you and they don't want you to incur risks that might cause you to be hurt or harmed. They are not bad in what they desire for you, but understand that a lot of times people that love you and care for you 
are always going to encourage you to do the safest thing. And the safest thing is usually not the best thing for you to do. I'm not saying for you to be reckless, but I am saying that your potential and the amazing life that's on the other side of the work that you've got to put in to head towards your dreams, it's not going to be safe. It's not going to be easy. And it's not going to be walled behind a bunch of common sense decisions. As I always say with coaching, mentoring, and anything like that, the advice that a coach or a mentor usually gives you is counterintuitive. If it's not counterintuitive to you naturally, it's counterintuitive to what you've been taught socially. And that is because socially, it is important for us not to maximize. That's how these systems stay in place is that we are able to socialize mass numbers of people to settle for far less than they're capable of. And, but here's the great news. It doesn't require that all of us max out because the numbers and the odds really work, you know, against that. But it does require some of us to max out so that we can break the systems. And so a lot of times what we know and who we love and that advice that comes from those places is more hurtful than it is helpful and not intentionally. But just always remember people who love you want you to be safe. I, I, a lot of that, I, you know, I find this situation with LJ. You know, it's stuff that he be wanting to do. Man, we went to... <laughs> LJ's a little daredevil. I'd be like, man, you don't want no part of that. We were in Orlando last year with my nephews, AAU, and then my little nephews were playing flag football. And so we went where the hotel was. We were right around the way from where the slingshot is. Now, this ain't the first time, so I know LJ was really interested in it because there were a couple of times when I would take him to, like, Sky Zone to jump on the trampoline park, and uh, if they had this, what looked like a mini slingshot, shooting people way up in the air and coming back there, and he really wanted to get on that thing. Like, he was interested in it. He's like a little daredevil. And when we went to that slingshot, like, he was actually looking at me like, yeah, you know, I want to get on the slingshot. And I'm yeah. like, man, ain't no way on God's green earth I'm going to let you get on that slingshot. Like, I just be watching the videos and I'll be ready to faint. And that's because I want LJ to be safe. But that's just an experience. It's in his heart. He wants to experience that. You know, and understand that that's how it is with your loved ones. But what we don't know can help us. No. Because... We always ask the question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And watch, that's the kind of energy when you're not worried about failure, you attack with a different type of energy. But when you're bracing yourself because you're like, oh, this is dangerous. I could get hurt. I could, you know, this could happen. That could happen. You move forward with a different kind of energy. I heard an amazing analogy. He said, what if you got a check for a million dollars? through whatever, inheritance, insurance, something, but you had a check for a million dollars. You took it to your bank and the bank said that because of the size of the check, it's going to take 
10 business days for it to clear. And he said, you'd walk out of that bank and you wouldn't be richer because you wouldn't have access to the funds for 10 days. But because you knew, not that you believe, not that you hope, not that you even wondered, but you knew that in those 10 days, you were going to have access to $1 million. You would move with a different kind of confidence. You would already possess that wealth because you knew it was coming. And so just imagine if you knew that if you kept fighting for your goals and your dreams and you moved like it, even though you didn't have access to the victories, to the success, to the wealth, to the resources, to the exposure that your success is going to bring you. But if you moved like it, if you decided I'm not worried about the obstacles, I'm not worried about the fact that I haven't been seen. I don't know what the mechanism is that's going to take me to the next level. I just know that I am going to be everything that I said I'm going to be. So I'm going to carry myself like that. I'm going to execute like that. I'm going to do everything that I need to do. And I'm not going to be worried about the things that are keep me from it because I'm not going to be knowledgeable about the things that would take me away from the desire of my heart. What we don't know can help us. And since y'all need to learn some more things, Let's go into another one of our another one of our supporters right quick and uh and I'll be back to close this thing out. Hey, I know y'all see me out here in these fly shirts in these internet streets. Some of y'all are even blessed enough to see me in the real streets with it. Hey. <laughs> and whether it's a shirt that says black on black fine or this that premium chocolate or busy flourishing. One of my favorites, many things can be discounted. My worth isn't one of them. Or patiently waiting on someone's well-raised daughter. You know who keeps me fitted up? It's all about Merchinaire. Yep, Merchinaire, free spirited apparel. They got a shirt or a hoodie that'll speak to your soul too. So let me tell you what to do. Just head on over to Merchinaire.com. That's M-E-R. C-H-A-N-A-I-R-E.com. Grab you some apparel that speaks to you and speaks for you. Merchandise, baby. All right, people, let's take it to the home stretch. Listen, there's two huge examples that I took from Pastor Ray and uh, his kindness towards me. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about the courage that it took. What we don't know can help us. So I was able to summon the courage because I decided, hey, I want to have a conversation with somebody who has positively impacted my life. Didn't occur to me that it probably wasn't normal convention to go about it the way that I did because I just recognize the passion. And sometimes you have to go past normal convention. But I also took with me as I made my um, ascent up leadership and started to have a name that 
was known in circles is that there were many people who admired me for a thing or another that wanted to have an opportunity to have to bend my ear to have an audience with me. And I always remembered how important it was. And I never assumed that I held that kind of stature with anybody, but I understood that it is such an honor and a blessing when people feel inspired by you in any kind of way. You know, some of it was just simple as the fact that I had the rank and the position that I was holding. But still, I was grateful for that because I feel like I was given uh, the opportunities, one, because of my work. That's something that we're going to always stand on here at the Help Myself podcast. We're not going to say that stuff just happened accidentally. Listen, it's amazing what happens when you put in the work. That's the differentiator, man. You got to be putting in the work. You got to believe. Part of that belief is believing in what you want and not wasting your belief on the things that could keep you from getting to what you want. That's really how you surmise what we don't know can help us. If I choose not to be well-versed in the things that will keep me away from or choose not to focus on being well-versed in the things that'll keep, that's like uh, analysis paralysis. When you want to try to do a thing, like I'm so thankful with the podcasting. I just started on my phone. I didn't get all into what kind of mic I needed, what kind of software. Spotify for podcasters had an app and I could record it in my phone. It gave me a bunch of plug and play tools to do it. And for the first season or so, I was just talking to my phone and I am grateful that I started. And then as I did it more, I started to get more tools and more software and do all of that thing before, because there's been things that I wanted to do. And I got so busy getting the software and all the other things. And well, I need to make the sound like this. And because I couldn't make it happen according to the idea that I had in my head, which is crazy because you have to build a certain level of skill and talent or connection. If you know somebody that can produce it the way that you're thinking, but that requires work in its own. And to think that you could just jump there from a sitting position, that's crazy. So not believing in or focusing in on the things that could keep us from what we want to do, but focusing on, what we can do to get closer to that thing that we desire, what we don't know can help us. And I recognize that my work has put me in positions to inspire people. And I don't take that lightly. Now, I don't want to put myself out there. You know, people be like, well, I tried to get in touch with this. And I'm only one person, you know, and sometimes I have to protect my peace and my mental health. But I do know that I truly, truly give of myself as freely as possible to people that want to receive what I have to say. And if you truly want it, like, look, that was just a shot in the dark. But trust me, you know, again, I, I bought all his books, tapes, CDs. I would travel to go see like. Whether I got to talk to him or not, he was impacting my life, whether he knew it or not, because I knew where to get. And I recognize 
impact. And I'm thankful for that example that I was not a person with a name, a position, or a title that he should have talked to, but he still took the time. I appreciate that to this day. And we're over 20 years removed from that encounter. And I want to leave you with this. In life, there will always be obstacles and things in the way. But wouldn't it just be great if we decided that we wanted to live the life that we were built, created, that we're destined to live more than we wanted to believe in the surety of our fears, our doubts, our concerns, and the things that could keep us from it? You know, if we believed in ourselves as much as we believe in the things that stand in our way, we'd be powerful beyond measure. If we believed in our adversaries or if we believed in ourselves as much as we believe in our adversaries, you'd be powerful beyond means. If you believed in the gate or believe in yourself as much as you believe in the gatekeepers that are keeping you out we'd be powerful beyond measure and so today i suggest to you that what we don't know can help us because if i don't know that failure is a possibility and all i'm focused on is winning I won't be dismayed when the obstacles come. I won't doubt when it doesn't go my way the first time. I won't give up when circumstances come against me. I'll keep pressing and pressing and pressing and learning lesson after lesson after lesson and picking up blessing after blessing after blessing. Because what we don't know can help us. As long as we know I'm destined to live and I desire to live a better, a stronger, and a greater life. Hey, listen, that's my time. And I'm going to close out like I always do. Listen, I can't help myself. Got to inspire, got to encourage, got to empower. But I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together?